looking for office space and not sure what to look for or how to plan for your growth? Did you know that a tenant advisor works for you and advocates for your best interests and doesn't even add any additional cost to you? Learn what a tenant advisor can do to help you get the right space for your business. Tune into this week's episode of Stand Out and Grow to learn more. I'm Kat Ramirez, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I wanna help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. This is episode 15 of Stand Out and Grow. Bang! My guest today is a tenant advisor who works with business owners and chief operations officers to advocate for them when you are searching for office space. He works with all kinds of businesses for a variety of needed office space. The cool thing about a tenant advisor is there's no additional costs on your end when you hire one. Hear about how working with a tenant advisor protects you and any undue expenses you might incur in the long run. Please join me in welcoming Rocky Hofsetter, Vice President at Tenant Advisors, Inc., Welcome, Rocky. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Kat. Happy to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so for those of you who are tuning in, Rocky is here. He's going to be talking to us about leasing an office for your business, whether you're small, you're big, um, you know, if you're corporate, right? Any size, right? Absolutely. And that could include a purchase too. We go through oh, the, nice. the whole okay. due, 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 due diligence, excuse me, behind that. Okay. Per- that perfect. Decision. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. And so the reason I have Rocky here is because when, um, and I'm just going to give a little background about my situation, Rocky, just yeah. so that, you know, and you can interject as I give this because sure. When I first became an entrepreneur and I worked out of my home and I discovered that didn't work, it didn't work and I had to get an office to get away, okay? Uh-huh. And so when I did my research, I wanted a particular place and so I just did my own personal research. I didn't know what to do. I looked on Craigslist. I did the stupid crap that probably everybody else does, okay? Sure. And then I found an office in uh, the downtown Third Ward. Okay, so here are the things that I ran into that I didn't think of because I don't know any better. And if I had hired someone like you, and you can explain your services later, sure, I probably wouldn't run into any of this stuff, okay? So first off, I was in the Third Ward. Okay, so the price was right. Parking was a bitch. I <laughs> right. could not find any parking, and it cost me an arm and a leg to get parking for my employees. Okay? Oh yeah, huge, then, huge issue. Secondly, when I got into the office space, I didn't understand me investigating 
internet, Wi-Fi, all of the, and I, my business is all online. I, I depend on it. And I made the assumption that this business, this mm -hmm. office space could accommodate <clears throat> my business and it didn't. And we had regular like home, home wife or whatever you want to call it, service, internet service. It always was disrupting. It was so weak. And I called so many places to try to get a T1 and nobody could do it because the building was old. And oh. I was like, oh my God. So I was screwed. Um, so basically those were like the biggest things for me. And, and I was stuck because I signed a year lease, right? So do you want to talk about some of those things that I ran into? Sure, Kat, and I, I don't know where to start. You know, <laughs> you, you know, I love you, but you did about 10, 20 things wrong that I could pick out just in that scenario. Well, and then probably start with why <laughs> someone should hire you. you know yeah, I mean? sure, the obvious, the obvious thing, you know, and you mentioned just going online and finding a space, like we always say, Finding an actual space is not rocket science. Anybody can do that. Um, on the commercial real estate side, we use something called CoStar, which is um, it's kind of like the MLS of residential for, for commercial real estate. Um, but as you mentioned, there's online services. You know, there's a, numerous sites at this point to go and find some spaces and kind of do some searching yourself. It just always comes back for the entrepreneur, at what point is it more effective for your business and you're trying to run a business and do a million things to not only find a space, you mentioned five or six points that just to run the business properly. So um, is that worth, you know, a best use of your time or hiring somebody to help you go through the process and then create a process um, that you know is going to lead to success and, uh, you know, clarity in, you know, what you're signing up for, right? So. Right. And so, so just for anybody who's listening and doesn't understand your business model or what it's called, what is the official uh, title and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So explain the sure. background of that. Sure. Um, so tenant advisors, we, you know, we are real estate brokers, we're licensed brokers, um, but we always say we're kind of hybrid consultants as well. But, but primarily what we are is something called a tenant representative. And so in the real estate industry, um, you know, there's buyers and sellers, right? And so we concentrate or our business solely is focused on the tenants um, looking for space, right? Looking for office commercial space um, or to purchase, right? Um, you would ask, next question, why, why does that matter? Why, does that, why would I need that? What's the difference, right? Um, in the real estate world, there's a lot of big firms you've seen in town. I'm definitely not going to mention them on this, uh, you know, on this, uh, on right, the air. Right, right. But you see the signs, right? Um, if you call those signs, those are you know great companies. They represent those buildings for owners, gotcha. right? And so those representatives are are representing the owners. Yeah, you can imagine the best interest of owners. Yeah, um, they'll probably be happy to represent you, but are you getting you know in real estate the full what we call the fiduciary uh, you know value that we can give? And and we argue you can unless you're only playing one side of the fence. And, right. And there's all kinds of bad things that happen when you get a broker or representative playing both sides of the fence, right? And, and actually most brokerage industries, um, what we call dual representation is, is outlawed. Actually in, in I think eight or, I can't remember how many states now, eight or nine states in the US, it's actually outlawed. Wow. Um, and there's a lot of regulations around it even when you can. And so the, I guess the bottom line is, it's not in your best interest. You know, having somebody that's really fighting for your best interest yep. is, is really pretty obvious in that regard. Okay. So in my situation, you would have done an analysis or met with me 
to find my nuances that I needed, right? So that when you're researching and searching the best ideal space for me, I wouldn't look back and think, oh shit, I gotta pay. I mean, I was paying, <laughs> I was probably paying equal to what I was paying in rent in parking fees. Oh gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't know that. So this is definitely something we like to talk about up front. We do a, you know, part of our value add or value proposition is really a consultative service and upfront talking about the business and business needs and really being an advocate's consultant first. Right. Then understanding what kind of space you're going to need and looking at space. And I, I, you see that a lot of business owners or, or tenants do the opposite. They start looking for space, then they're backtracking to understand what their headcount is going to be, things like that, functionally how they're going to grow over the next year, you know, year two, three, four. Um, do they have a budget over the next several years? How does that um, align to yep. headcount? Yep. And, and those, those kind of questions. So helping through that and then I think getting to the, the business needs um, specifically, you talked about like parking and yep. um, internet. What, you know, those, those things, we, you know, when we go through our process, there's discovery. There's a certain point where we do discovery, not to talk like a, a lawyer, but, right. um, you know, flushing those things out and, and getting that, you know, before you get to really an, even an LOI. Yep. Um, so the big thing we always preach. Wait, that, wait, before sorry. you go. You just said an acronym. Yep, you, I did, didn't I? my people understand this. Ooh. What is an LOI? I'm sorry. I was going to try not to do that today, and I did it. <laughs> I hate that uh, when people do that, right? So LOI, sorry, uh, letter of intent. Okay. And if we had more time today, I'd go through our, our full process. But really the idea is kind of upfront what we do is a needs analysis, talking through yep. with clients to understand right their needs. And um, from that, helping do some basic space planning to understand what they need. And then you know going out looking for options. Then we put together an RFP. What is um, an and, which is a request for proposal, another acronym, <laughs> sorry, I just yelled. Um, you know, and from that we would get pricing and some of the things you asked about, that's kind of the discovery phase. And okay. from that we would kind of nail down business terms, Okay. understanding those business terms in what we call an LOI or a letter of intent Yes. before you get the lease in hand. And I think the only reason I'm bringing this up is another no-no in the process is that we see um, tenants run to get that lease in hand, or their existing business, they're in an existing location and they're really going to negotiate so they get their lease and they have a couple weeks left and now I'm really going to negotiate with my landlord. They already know you can't leave, you don't have time, you didn't start the process early enough, which is, again, if I'm going to preach anything today, is starting early, starting the process gotcha. early. Boy, that was a lot to load in on that one No, question. I think that's great because I, I think you bring up a very, very valid uh, like process and structure because it makes someone think about their business like the next couple of years. And nobody really thinks that, especially a new entrepreneur, go, first time going into an office, they're yes. not thinking that. They're thinking, I need to get an office because I can't get the hell out of my house, you know? Absolutely. Uh, or if they've grown really, really fast, they're like, I got to get out of here. We're, we're busting at the seams yes. and we got to get out, you know? So they're, they're not really thinking the long term. They're thinking immediate. I need immediate thing, immediate solution. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think so we can talk through kind of those clients that we work with that are in that situation. But we try to help structure deals and help clients think about today and tomorrow, right? right. So things like, okay, our headcount is... X today, but we think over the next couple of years it could double. Well, maybe we're you know doing a shorter term, a two to three year deal, and um, you know option option to expand at that point instead of oversizing at day one. Yep. There's all kinds of nuances to that, but 
trying to help through that strategy with a client is, is um, we think, very valuable. Okay. And you're, so basically you're holding their hand and walking them through the process and... That's a great analogy, Kat. Because we'd like to say it's a white glove service. So, the, okay. so our process, we would like to say, um, you know, is a similar process that the the uh, the big anchor tenants that you see downtown, the big the big big guys um, would go through, and we're doing that for kind of mid market tenants, right? And yep. so, not only that, some of the consultative um, input and, and approach that we go by go through with clients um, can be helpful not only kind of real early stage, yep. right, in their business. So as, um, and, and a lot of times we might meet and, and go through the process and they're not quite really ready for our service. And maybe we direct them to, uh, you know, some of the, um, some of the short-term type um, Regis's of the world, Ward 4 here in Milwaukee, uh, you might've heard of WeWorks in Chicago. Yeah. Those, those type places um, can be great places for companies that aren't quite ready to have their own full-time space, multi-year uh, uh, leases. Right. So because you've worked with so many business, you'll have a better perspective on um, is this a situation that needs uh, an office? I'll give you a good example. And I think we kind of chanted about this before. I have a uh, client, that, a brand new entrepreneur, brand new, brand new, and um, had a business coach. And I'm not sure where the business coach fell to play uh, or played in with her business. Um, because I think at some point you're not that, but you're something else that adds to the mix, right? Yes. And and so she uh, got into a nice, huge studio, nice, in New York. Oh. And I'm not going to say who the client is, but a very nice, huge studio. And no client business, brand new. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, nothing. And so now that she's in there with, um, you know, this big lease, right? Month to month to month. And she's got to generate the client base that she did not have. And she's, you know, and so, you know, I, I'm curious to know your feedback, but like at the end of the day, here's what happened. She was in there, uh, not even a year. She has to move out because she can't, she can't swallow that right. lease amount every month. That's too bad. And so, you know, so that's why I think talking to someone like you, that's in the best interest of the person, you're not in it to make money. You're in it to help them so that they don't waste money. Mm -hmm. They don't. Their business doesn't fail because they're dying, drowning in rent. Yeah, know, that's a release. huge cost, obviously. Um, and yeah, that early on, if it's a one or two person firm, we're, you know, we typically would say, hey, you're you're probably best. You know, best option is looking at a one of the short term places. Right. WeWorks would have been great in New York. She could have done a month to month and. Yeah. Or something to that, you know, one right, of those type places. Right, something similar to that, where yeah. it's just a, a, office, a uh, small office. You know, and once, once you know, they get to five, six, seven people, you know, the cost, it's pretty obvious, the value at a certain point where you're going to pay a premium to have flexibility around yeah. term. And it's it's kind of weighing that option. Once, you, once the business is stabilized and you can kind of start to see the light, so to speak, and right. you're going to know kind of when that, when that balance takes place. So, you know, for us, we say, you know, eight to ten people is probably a starting point point yep. for businesses that really want to now um, look at look at an option or they look at they're going to scale their headcount over several years right. and they can they can justify it and it, you know at that point it makes sense yeah and then the other the other facet to it is you also help people in the reverse right people that have been yes good and bad I guess but yeah I mean that's a great thing to bring up I mean um, you know what we call like an efficiency play um, where you know they're 
in a lease or they're trying to wind down the business or but they still need space they're trying to maybe retool the business they're scope you know scaling it down and they're going to scale back up so the businesses don't always go up right? right sometimes they go down and we get involved in both sides of that process and yeah. and we think add value yeah, yeah. and I, I i i don't necessarily think scaling down is a bad thing because a lot of people are working from home sure you know i know a couple companies that and they were in chicago by the way that were like downtown Chicago had beautiful office space, real nice, big. Yeah. They they scaled back because all, they moved all their people remote. So that wow. and then he he told me he was like that save us seven thousand a month. Sure. Yeah, it might have been more than that, but yeah, I'm just being you know. Um, but so they were so happy, and they said, you know what we did. We gave that money back to our people and bonuses. And I was like, that is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's not get carried away, Kat, because you know, we do have a business here. Right? <laughs> let's not have everybody doing that. No, I'm kidding. No, no there's there's value. And I think yeah. to your point, part of the you know, the analysis and upfront consulting we provide, you know, talking through headcount. Right. And right. now the dynamics of businesses where you do have um, you know, you might have remote poise. You might have a really a national company, but it's you just need a remote satellite to your right, to your right. point. And how can we be efficient with the space? Right. Um, and I'm not trying to remove your uh, <laughs> your position because at the end of the day, here's the thing: I'm in an office space. I'm going to go up for renewal. That you still come to play with that, right? I hope. Yeah. Thanks, Kat. I hope, I hope I'm convincing you today. That but you know what I'm saying. Of course, like you're part of that too. Yeah. I mean, once we like to say, once we start working with a client, you know, it's a long-term relationship. So we're not in it just to place them in some space and move right. on. You know, we're there. We we hope to be kind of that consultant to them and and. Um, and you, you want to see them grow, or you Absolutely. want to see them buy their own building, or Absolutely. whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, your your position, your what you do is not going to go away. I can promise you that. Yeah. Um, but so let's talk about some questions that uh, I have, and that I that I encountered, that I think a lot of people don't realize that they need to think about because you know when I talk to uh, my insurance company because I had to get insurance oh this is a great one you're bringing up by the way oh, okay, I great. just went through this with a client so yeah okay. this is a fantastic question yeah. yeah so I had to get insurance and I was like oh, I already got insurance okay and I went online and looked but the insurance company when they gave me a, an analysis a question here you know a lot of those questions I was like I don't know I don't know do you know what I mean yeah and, and so walk me through that because I think it talked about like square foot is it square foot ti or something else where <laughs> you know what I mean like all these analogies like it happened oh like a ton and there's yeah and I I got caught throwing a few uh, acronyms out today myself but um yeah there's a lot of verbiage to go through more the more reason to have somebody help you through it right, right? and even oh, yeah. from a pricing standpoint how different different owners will price there's nuances within that so like part of our process is really we say we like to create leverage we look at multiple you know options for a client we try to find a few to kind of play off each other right and right. create that leverage and then we'll put together a financial analysis that kind of gives that apples to apples like what's going on there right yeah um, you mentioned the insurance. Yeah. Yeah. So for a new business, that can be daunting. Yeah. I'm not going to claim to be the insurance expert, but you know, we there's a. I'll give another acronym: COI, okay. which is certificate certificate of insurance. Yeah. So you might have had to provide yes. that as you got in. There was fine print in that lease that talked about you needed all this policy, you know, amounts. A lot of times, owners just put cookie cutter policy information in, and they don't care. They'll have you sign that. Right. And it's really for a company three, four, or five. 
10 times the size of your company, right? Yeah. And so you can imagine companies getting through a lease that really kind of didn't find uh, fine tooth, you know, that, yes. that lease, getting caught with that. Now they, pres they have to give a certificate of insurance, insurance yeah. COI. And um, they go, oh, well, we don't have, I mean, that's like not even close to what we thought we needed. And that's a huge, could be a huge cost and a big hidden, oh, yeah. um, you know, risk or cost that they didn't think about or, or account for, right? Right. Okay. Does that so, answer that? Oh, yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people understand that when you are leasing, that is incumbent on you. You have to get it. You have to show it. You have to prove it. Yeah. And then the other thing that I ran into this business building, and I, I'm in a warehouse building in case anybody's listening and doesn't understand or see what where I'm at. And in my warehouse building, I had to call the elect, electric inspector, all the inspectors. I had to pay for that. I had to get them all here. Wow. The building doesn't do that. Wow. So I had to get the whole, you know, I think it was four, four inspectors. Wow. So that was part of your lease. That yes. was probably. And I had to pay for it. I had to in. schedule it. I had to do it wow. all before I moved in. Wow. And I don't think people understand that because that was, that's with the, the city, right? That's with the city. Sure. And so, and that was for them to say the electrical was okay. It was wow. like if I was building a home or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's not something, yeah, we would, hopefully we would have seen that that's yeah that can be definitely onerous on the but you would have tenant. known that and we you would have, have interpreted to me we definitely hope we would have yeah flushed that out earlier than right. later yeah those surprises aren't yeah. fun right but but someone like me not knowing and then coming into this thinking is this what everybody does when yeah <laughs> you know and you know that brings up a good point i should preference we are real estate brokers we're not attorneys right so we're right. not when i say that we're you know a lot of times we're really helping negotiate business yep. terms up front we're not negotiating lease or changing right, right. language. And actually we're really good referral sources to attorneys mm -hmm. because you know, if our tenants don't have one, we'll at the, uh, the acronym I use, the LOI or letter of intent, yep. that's a lot of times when an attorney gets involved for a, a, a tenant and yep. um, we'll work with them as they find, you know, kind of do their due diligence over yep. their lease. And, yep. and, um, and the, the other thing that came up in my building, uh, and this is my second one, uh, was if I put any fixtures in here they stay is that oh. is that typical or you know what i mean like i had to hardwire network put my network in that stays yeah if i buy heating it had it's a heated building it's not ac and yeah. so if i put ac in i would have had to leave it wow so anything i built in uh-huh I leave its property now of the building. Interesting. That's I to answer your question, I'm not gonna comment if it's common. It's okay. uh you know, that's one of the things every business owner or I should say building owner rather yep. might have their own nuance right. to their, their lease agreements. So none of them are cookie cutter. Yep. Um and they all have different little quirks to them, so yep. to speak, right? Um I didn't learn about it though until yeah. after I already signed the lease. Unfortunately, because what happened was um, we so we have a really good heater. Oh my god, it's like generators loud. You know what I mean? It's pumps. It's like yeah, like uh, what industrial. But then there's no air. There's no air. So we have lots of windows. So I had to buy. I was originally going to buy a central air unit, huh. and then when I weighed out the cost, and then I found out when I told them, I said, "Hey, I'm going to put an air unit. Is that cool?" You know, and then what happens when I leave? You know, do you guys pay me? Do, can we take it off the rent? Oh no, it's ours, cat. Oh wow! So I was like, hell no, I'm not gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> 
So I was like, yeah. I bought portables because I can take them with me. I can resell them. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, the surprises are never fun for any business no, owner, right? No. Especially when you when it comes to anything, including leasing space or your current space. Right. right. But these are things that you can, you're, you'll pull out for a business owner when you're working with them. And if they had their eye on this building, definitely. you'd be talking Yeah, definitely. We obviously try to make sure there's no surprises. Right. Um, I think it just gets back to my point of preaching, start the process early. Right. And what does that mean? I don't think I was specific, but... You know, we say at least six to 12 months yeah. out um, to really sit down and have a strategic discussion around kind of the needs yeah. um, before you go forward. You know, for larger clients, it could be 12 to 24 months, really. Um, okay. And why not? Why not? Because, you know, make time your friend and not your enemy, so right. to speak. Um, and, you know, the earlier you're starting the process, you know, either your current landlord knows that you might have other options. When you wait too late, Yep. In the game, it really just reduced your options. Things get sloppy. You miss things in the process. And um, to your point, you know, you, then you might have some surprises oh, <laughs> in yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the other one is, even though I thought I would have learned from the first time, uh, the whole internet crap, you know, with the first building, uh, this one, uh, we had a T1, so I did know that. Yes. But it was not wired for my network so oh yeah so i had to have hire someone to come in and wire so that everybody had a safe secure network and that's you know? not cheap that's that no, can be not. a big oh cost God. yeah oh my god it was not cheap um, no so yes yeah, so usually when we go through the process we obviously vet out um you, you mentioned parking again um, things like what internet what do they have in the building right um that brings up another thing just even on the just understanding the whole picture of yep. what you're negotiating in buildings you know things like What's going on with that building? Is it is it for sale? Um, as that landlord owned it a long time, you know what? what who are the other tenants in that building? You know, there's a lot yeah. of dynamics to who and where you're going into, and you know, we hope to to provide a little value and look into that a little bit as well in the process. So you you want to have the more you, information, as you know, um, the better oh, prepared, yeah. and oh, maybe yeah. the, the more leverage you can have. Absolutely. Oh my God. Um, and so, you know, the other thing I, for my situation is when I got into my first building, it was a year to year, like one year, year to year. When yeah. I got into this building, it was a two year escalating. Like, so my lease was started here and then it escalated the next year. Yes. Okay, and so yeah. I don't know what's typical. I mean, because both of them were different. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well, yeah, and again, there's a lot of nuances in different buildings. Hence why we try to. So e either or is a typical thing. Yeah. No matter what. And you could have all kinds of nuances into how that's negotiated, and yep. there, you could have had a lower base rate, and then, you know, there was larger percent increases over multi years. But it's very common to have, you know, the first base year is the base year, and yep. in several percent increase per year. Okay on that lease as you go forward. Okay. Um, everything's negotiable again and just it's, you know, it's you know, what, and then what is the market and we hope to, you know, add that value through the process, which is here's what we see in the market. Yep. And then we add a little bit of, I think, on top of that being in multi-markets where we're here in Milwaukee, obviously, right. um, and in Chicago. So we work in both markets um, yeah. and there's nuances to both markets as you can imagine. So let's talk about that because I, I think it would be interesting for people to know and understand it. I think it would relate to our client 
that uh, was in New York, and maybe she could have did better in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Sure. Or in another area of New York instead of downtown Manhattan. You know where she yes. was. And so let's talk about them in reference to like Milwaukee and Chicago, like because you see all of this. You know? Yeah, definitely. We're you know we we were started in Schaumburg, um, suburb of Chicago, but yep. um, you know I'm here in Milwaukee, grew up in Milwaukee. Um, and, and so obviously being in this market, but Milwaukee's changed. I mean, you've seen a lot of change here. Um, and, and the reason we're here is because we see it as a lot more dynamic market. You have mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, with the startup world and just in general, you know, there's a lot of growth, a lot of building growth as well. And um, there hasn't been a good, you know, we think just the need to have our service here and, and, and add that value. So yes, yeah, so seeing kind of what, what happens here in Milwaukee versus Chicago, there's definitely quirks, obviously, from a cost standpoint. Downtown right. Chicago to downtown Milwaukee, you can see 40, 50% increase, you know, yep. oh my to, God. to even double. Um, wow. You know, I had a retail client that we were looking on Michigan Avenue, and I think it was $200 a square foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty expensive, right? Compared uh, to sure. what in Milwaukee? You know, and it could be 30 plus wow. in, in the premiere here. I don't know what the exact yeah. premiere, but yeah, you can see the difference. I mean, in average, you know, you're seeing downtown rents in the in the 20s here um, to 30, in Chicago it could be 40 to 50 right. or plus. Yeah, yeah, so that gives you for your average office right. client. So a huge difference in cost. And you know we've seen um, businesses take a long look at Milwaukee and getting across the border nice. and, and, and building a business here versus down there because of that. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see the benefit there because I think um, for this area, Milwaukee's trying really hard to bring businesses here. It's progressive. It's growing. It's really trying to support, you know, new opportunities, new businesses, and like you said, startups. You know, uh, and it's really making a serious effort. Okay, so let's talk about security deposit. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> because that is a big deal. Because you're talking about big leases now, right? So yes. what is the typical? Boy, you can't narrow me in on, on that one. You know, it's there's a let me. I guess I can so explain give me this. Best way. case scenario and worst. Sure. So it, it's very tough for an entrepreneur. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, when when a new company is started, um, there's not a lot of business to go on. I mean, so obviously, typically to go through the process, part of the final process is yes, how do we secure that yeah. that piece? And if you don't have multi years of financials behind you, yep. A lot of times they're wanting um, entrepreneurs or, or business owners to sign some kind of a personal guarantee potentially. Yeah. Um, how do we do that? Or multi-multi-month security deposit up front. Okay. Um, so how do we get around that, right, is the question. So I, th- I think part of the process is um, you know, letting our, t- our clients know up front that having good you know, financials that they can provide at a certain point in the process is gonna be needed. Yep. And really, it's in their best interest because the cleaner that is, usually the easier it is to get through the right. the security piece. So, um, you know, multi-month security. So, if somebody was looking at starting a business, you know, two three month security deposit isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we try to ne- negotiate. Um, you know what we can, right? And depending, and, and there's so many variables depending on the business and size and things, but. Um, just making sure you have financials, I think, is, is a big thing right. that you that you can share. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, what I do know is 
everything is negotiable. Right. It's just having the right person negotiating or having the right parameters in place. Yeah. Absolutely right. And timing, I said again, is a big, big part of that. If yeah. you get stuck, you know, then you don't have much leverage. Um, yeah. And you know, we said I, I don't know if I, you know, really said this yet, but um, you know, we'd like to say that hiring a tenant rep doesn't cost you more money, but if you didn't have somebody, it probably will. Yeah. Um, because actually, you know, we don't necessarily directly charge for our services, right? So, you know, as one of our clients is placed in a building, we get a fee off of that from the owner, even yep. even though we represent the 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 best interest in the tenant. Yeah. Um, there's a fee that's on any of those commercial buildings that are for lease. Just thought I'd let that know. So no, and that's good because I was going to ask you how that yeah. works, so that people have some kind of peace of mind that you know that what they're paying is not. Like they're, you're, they, that you have to get a percentage, like with the real estate market. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you know, if if you think about my business model, advertising. Yeah. When I buy major media, okay. So like, if you came to me, you bought TV. Yeah. Okay. TV has to pay me a percentage of that. The client doesn't. Awesome. So it works. The yeah. Same very similar. Way. Yeah. It works the same way, and so. Whenever I'm negotiating rates for a client, it's major media, TV, radio, print, billboard. It's already, that's like a normal, they have to pay me, not the client. Yeah. So I awesome. get that. I personally get that. Yeah. yeah. And, and we can all then relate to, you know, your startup to mid-sized companies, how important that can be. They already have enough. Yep. Um, uh, on their shoulders. Yes. Yeah. They don't need another expense. Uh, added to the mix. Okay, so let's talk about utilities because I know some places like this isn't it's included. I've never had to pay on utilities. I'll, I'll tell you. So yeah, so there's another whole piece of the puzzle, right? And and <laughs> you'll see things like you know your triple net lease rate. That's the word I want because um, there's right? all these acronyms like so triple you have net, your triple net, then net. you have gross, then you have modified gross. <laughs> I don't, and we won't have time to. <laughs> Go through every single one of these here, probably. But um, the point is, yeah, all the more reason to have somebody help you through the process and provide an apples to apples and and, and understand what you're really going to ultimately right. pay. Because you know, besides the, your base rent or um, you know, you have something called CAM and tax. Here's another acronym yes. for your common area maintenance is CAM, okay. which you would see in taxes, right? Okay. So is that another fee on top of? It is on top of the base rent. And then so you have that, which also can have a variable component to it because okay. taxes can change every year. The maintenance of a building can change. So there, there's a variable component that people don't really understand how that works. And right. they can have pass-throughs and changes every year to what they thought was, well, I thought I was only going to pay X. Right. And you mentioned before the increases on rent. So there's things that they, you know, unless they really understand some of these things, they can have some surprises as, as they go on in their space. You mentioned utilities, which I, I'm trying to get to, sorry. Okay. Um, so, you know, sometimes you'll see where the utilities are included in that price, and obviously sometimes not. And, right. and so what's included, I've seen well, electrics included, HVAC is not. Right. Sometimes HVAC is on the tenant, okay. 100%. Maintenance can be on the, you know, you could have um, HVAC maintenance unit yep. they, they try to put on the tenant. Okay. Um, you know, so those are some of the things, not just utilities. And, you know, utilities can be, depending on the size of the business, you know, a significant additional expense, as oh, you know, yeah. as you oh, know no, right? Totally. That, and again, it goes back to what you're talking about, no surprises. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, 
and it talks about uh, at the end of the day is you want to be very tuned into what you're getting into because once you sign this lease, once you get in the building, there's no turning back. <laughs> no, that's right. And once you, know? you yeah, once you sign the lease, you really you're negotiating is is over until that lease is up. Right. <laughs> you can negotiate. So, at what point do you advise? I mean, I'm sure you do. People between buying and leasing. Like what, what, you know, is there a, a... That's a great question. Yeah, and you know, there's no rule of thumb. I would say that we do that due diligence with clients mm -hmm. and you know, for everyone that looks at it, you know, there might be, you know, be one out of 20 that purchase or maybe it's one out of 10 or 15. But right. point is, it, you know, companies have to be at a certain point in their life cycle, if you say, if, if, if you would call it that, um, mm -hmm. where they understand maybe the headcount's at a certain point and they, they're not either not they're stable they're not going to decline they're not going to grow too much and they can this space will work and they're going to do it for the long term because you're, you know, you're talking a 10 20 year commitment probably right um, not a lot of businesses can put that time horizon to work for them right so you can imagine yeah so it is a certain niche that ultimately purchases and at that point it's you know it, it definitely is a you know very advantageous thing to do for many reasons, as you can imagine. Yeah. So, is there an industry you're not helping with? Are you pretty much helping with all industries? Like, good question. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're primarily any any office space. So, any okay. any you know, any corporate client could be tech to yep. professional services to anything. I, I won't leave anybody out. Um, we'll do some crossover into what we would call flex or light industrial. Okay. Um, and even there's a lot of crossover into retail space that might also be sort of business yep. needs as well so if that answers your question so I think I think for us I think the value is you know helping clients that might have some unique needs and not sure and sometimes yep. they have multiple locations to fit their needs overall you yep. could have a warehouse or office or, or flex space and a retail downtown and a you, know, you could have multi-office locational things yep. you know we, we, we think adding value you know a company that might have a space in Madison Milwaukee and Chicago yep um, how do they work through that? So I, th I think you know there's definitely value there for us to help somebody like that. And at the end of the day, if someone, I mean, if someone talks to you and let's say you go through analysis and stuff, um, it's, there's no risk, right? There's no loss, there's no risk talking to you and getting your perspective and working with you, but then, you know, I don't know, something happens and, you know, they walk away, I mean. Oh yeah, that's part of the business. I mean, yeah, we, you know, obviously, we hope people are respectful of everybody's time, but you know, there's just, there's a time to go through the due diligence and yeah, sometimes it's not gonna work, but once companies are at a certain point, having this discussion is something they're gonna really need. Right. Um, and you know, we hope to add value there. Right, and that's and, my and, point. And a lot of times we've had clients that we went through the discussion and hey, they, I said we will refer them to another place right. and then two, three years later they call us. We hope they yep. remember that we tried to help them and. When they got to the right point, you know, we think we were the logical next call, and and so yeah. Yeah, because my point is, I'm trying to eliminate any objection for someone to like pick up the phone and call, because it's like again, there's no risk as far as money out to them. You know, there's there's nothing really that they're going to lose to pick up the phone and utilize a service like yours. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I think time on their own, if they don't probably have someone helping them, a lot of times time right. and as you said, a lot of surprises and money on yeah. the back end. Yeah. 
is what well, we see. Time was a big deal for me. Yeah. I mean, we, I had a partner at the time when we looked for six months and, yeah. and it disrupted my work because I had to take time every day and he scheduled the walkthroughs and I was like, I don't have time for this. Do you know what I mean? Or like, can you eat up a lot of time as you find out, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, cause we went through a lot of space and we looked and looked and looked and looked. So I can understand the time part and I can understand help removing any of the surprises because once I get in, I just want to get back to work. Sure. I don't want to worry about all the other crap, you know? And for me to hot wire the my team was a disruption. <laughs> it was sure. a, it was a disruption from I think two weeks, you know, that they had to come in and wire everything. Oh sure. You know. And yeah, that's a, that brings up something disruption. If a if a, a tenant or client is wanting to move in a new space, I think allocating for that process and yeah. then the move in and potential build out um, and making it seamless and really helping them through that is a big deal. And um, you just said something and we need to mention oh, it really quick. Not another acronym. No, build out. I oh. don't think people understand what build out is because sure. I didn't know it when I was yeah, looking yeah. at some places. Well, there's, you know, there's a lot of great space in Milwaukee for, for tenants, but doesn't mean it all fits your needs, right? It's not right. all, it's not all perfect. Um, it might be close. And then there's potentially some construction or work that needs to be done to get it to where you want, or it's really outdated from, 1982 yep. and maybe that's your style maybe it's not or whatever <laughs> not to knock 1982 <laughs> <laughs> but um so yes so potential build out around structured into the lease and that's part of kind of the process we put you through and uh, to yeah. see if we can structure that into a deal that makes sense for a, a client and maybe you do get a nice you know build out and yep. new fresh space in an old old building but it's a you know it fits exactly what your business needs right, right? and that can be very important operationally right. as you as you, as you know oh, right yeah. and so designing something and thinking through operationally um, you know what's efficient and yeah. and then functionally what you know what makes sense as you grow right and so that yeah. all kind of fits into that puzzle and I, I love that this accidentally came out because I've had some clients where the build out was included yes the, the the the, per, the tenant is it the tenant or the who the lease the, the the owner owner was lease. dying to get rid of the space so oh so they yeah built out absolutely and then I've had clients that had to pay themselves yes because there was a demand for the space I mean I've I've seen them all you're right so. and it can go both ways we we typically try to early on well depending on the client of yes. course but yes the build out piece is one part but you know in the equation of time you sign a lease and now there's build out, that's another 12 to 14 weeks before right. you can move in. So yeah. accounting for that kind of time, you can see where six months is not. Oh yeah, no, you have to plan um, for and that. And that would account for half of that time. Yeah. And so not only that six months, but making sure you mentioned wiring, making sure it's set up so when you do move your business in, you're ready to go and the phones aren't down and there's no, uh, you know, no disruption to your right. business. Right, exactly. Um, okay, Rocky. I love this. This is good information. Is there is there one nugget? Is there one thing that you can leave in people's mind that if they're looking at space and let's say that they're stubborn and they don't want to call you and they're doing it, like is there one tip or thing that you want to leave with people? You know what I mean? Like to just for them to think about. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned again, start the process early, earlier than you thought, and um, you know, make making owners compete for your business is important. 
understanding the whole picture of, of the buildings and the market. Um, be willing to walk away. Don't be too emotional. This is also something a lot of owners Yo, get involved in. So, so getting your emotion, also having an intermediary or somebody to help you with this, getting your emotions out of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could go on, but you know, that's, <laughs> I hope that, no, that's you know, great. that helps. That's great. Okay. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? I mean, I, I'm going to have your contact info in our notes for this podcast, but you know, if they want to, if they're excited sure. to get started, how do they get a hold of you? So www.tenantadvisors.com is our website. Okay. We also have a, a portal on there where you can fill out information. So if you go, Hey, I need, I have 15, 20 people and I have this amount. It gives you kind of a quick oh, nice. space analysis and we would get that inquiry and, um, and we'd be happy to go from there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm also on LinkedIn, of course, and I think I can be contacted on LinkedIn. And yeah. And how are you listed on LinkedIn, Rocky? How am I listed? Just by my name, uh, Rocky Hofstetter. Okay. Um, okay. And I think that's, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming in today. And uh, I love the information. I think it's awesome. awesome. And I think we could probably have a conversation about this like on and on and yeah, in yeah. more detail just because there's so much that has to do Definitely. with this. You yeah. Know? And I think at the end of the day, if a business was looking at uh, moving or getting into new space, they should look up, you know, someone either you or someone like you oh definitely yeah selfishly me but you know if, at least get help i mean yes. we always say have good representation Absolutely. the old the joke we'd like to use is you know if, if you were being sued would you use the other side's attorney and probably not no. you want to get your own and get somebody that's going to fight that. for you and, and help you that. so yeah that's a good that's a good ending <laughs> thanks that. thank you so much and thanks everybody for listening i appreciate it and have a great day and you got this Automate your sales, marketing, and service on Agile CRM. Easy automated appointment scheduling, one-click calling, call scripts, and voicemail automation on one platform. Hello, please leave your message. Grow your business by tracking your sales progress to stay on track. Try Agile CRM for free. Visit standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this.